show. We're launching into another week of fun and excitement. You can take control of the airwaves, as always, toll-free. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We will start things out tonight by going right into the phone calls. As always, let's talk to Zach in South Carolina on the AMP line. Hello, Zach. I have some more what seems like good news out of South Carolina. Today, our attorney general announced a plan he wants to put in place. It's a two-pronged plan. The first would be to abolish parole in South Carolina Hmm. so that essentially once prisoners have served their time, they're then return to their normal status. And now, wait a minute. Let me see if I'm, if I'm understanding this right, because, Mark, you're in here and sitting in the studio, and you were in prison for nine years, so yeah. you're intimately familiar with this system. Doesn't parole allow prisoners out early? Yes. So would that not make it so the prisoners had to stay in prison for their entire term as opposed to getting out early? That sounds like a bad idea, or am I misunderstanding, Zach? Well, the announcement didn't make that exactly clear. But um, they're saying that it would save money by being able to abolish the parole boards and um, as far as follow-ups with them. And then the other part of the plan would be then to also reroute um, nonviolent drug offenders to a special court, and they would no longer receive any prison sentences. Now, that's a good proposal. An 18-month program, which is now, are you telling like a me, good step in the right direction. Are you telling me if I'm caught in a uh, hot red convertible with a trunk full of cocaine driving down the interstate in, uh, uh, <laughs> in South Carolina that I'm not going to get any prison time? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> that seems unlikely. It sounds like that. This is just the initial announcement. Where is this coming today, from? Is, this, uh, is there a news this source on this? This is from the Attorney General's office. Really? Huh. I've got a lot of questions about this. Yeah. Um, you know. do, do us a favor. Keep an eye on this and uh, let us know it, how it I mean, pans it, out. It does sound like I, I see some positives here that he's he's mentioned, but I, um, it, as far as eliminating parole, then what happens to all the convicts that are currently in? When you when you take a convict um, and you get rid of his, uh, his uh, motivation to be a good little boy while he's in jail, a lot of them will do bad things. Mm, um, you got know, nothing to lose, if right? I've, if I've got... Ten years to do, and I'm only going to do ten years. I can't get out at nine, and then I've got to make a decision whether I want to want to get into a fight with this guy who's in front of me. And believe me, you make that decision a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them will choose to, uh, you know, w- w- it, it's going to make it a more violent place. Period. I don't think I would w- I wouldn't want to work as a prison guard in a prison that didn't have some kind of game time or parole system. Um, some you'd be way in for, for, for you know some kind of early release uh, program. It's already hard enough to find prison guards as is. I'm sure. I know a lot of people don't like early release of convicts, um, and you know, I, it, it, it's it's sort of the easy way out of you know not looking into the problem. Um, I you know I I think there's a lot of things we could do with our criminal justice system to make it better. However, one of them um, is not just eliminating across the board any kind of uh, early release. Zach, let us know what happens with this. Sounds intriguing at the very least, and thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line to a story we didn't get a chance to touch on Saturday, and I I did mention it. Armed standoff ends peacefully, says the headline. From the Badger Herald, badgerherald.com. But I don't think the, uh, this was a peaceful ending to the standoff. 
After a volatile standoff lasting throughout the day, this was on Friday, by the way, police used armored vehicles and tear gas to bring a Richmond County man into custody Thursday evening. This is the peaceful ending That's we're talking about? That's how it was peaceful, huh? Okay. The SWAT team. A tank and some tear gas. Yeah. I don't really... I mean, isn't it amazing, the viewpoint of this mainstream media, Mark, how violence on the part of the government is called peaceful? Look, this guy was peaceful before the government showed up at his house to try to take him out, because that's what this was all about. He didn't pay property taxes. Oh, no. No injuries resulted from a uh, from the dispute near Viola, a small rural community about 70 miles from Madison, in which shots were exchanged on multiple occasions. Authorities described the man in custody, 61-year-old Robert Bayless, as a person who had very strong anti-government attitudes and beliefs. Now, I don't know who Mr. Bayless is. I'm not sure about that. I, I'd like to get him, you know, on the show, talk about the situation. Sounds like he's being peaceful in jail right now. Uh, and so they, they like to call it anti-government. I would call it pro-liberty. And that's, that's without me ever talking to the guy. Just, it's just a nicer way to phrase things. Anyway, the conflict began Monday afternoon where four officers attempted to deliver a lawsuit to evict Bayless from his home and 18 acres of land for his failure to pay taxes back to 2001. So the guy had decided that he was no longer going to pay the uh, extortion to the local government. Mm -hmm. The cops came to deliver a uh, piece of paper saying, we're evicting you. Now, it's presumable that this gentleman, uh, Mr. Bayless, did not believe that he was getting any services from the local government. Uh, as I understand it, Mark, you're going to be living in a rural area soon, similar to uh, Mr. Bayless. And from what you tell me, they don't even clear your roads. They don't. Um, the, the the municipality doesn't. They Taxes on the property should be somewhere in the neighborhood of three or $4,000. Wow. And they aren't going to clear the road. Now... The state will clear the road, and I don't know whether any of the money goes from the municipality to the state um, in order to the, you know, compensate are, for that. But There are property taxes collected from the state uh, in that the municipality collects the taxes and, and then, then distributes some to the state. But uh, it's not a very large percentage, and I wonder... How you know? How are they finagling the cash at the state level? Are they taking some of the general funds and putting it toward the roads, or is it only gas taxes that are going, or gas taxes and registration uh, money that's going to the roads? I can't answer. I certainly don't know. So the, continue the story here. Uh, again, they went to his 18 acres of land to try to evict him for not paying taxes back to 2001, which means that it took him seven years to get around to this. The officers took rifle fire and quickly retreated. See, this guy must. They don't have, like that. Nope. No, this guy must have really believed that uh, he owned his property because he was willing to defend it uh, with bullets. But as we've seen, and this is sort of goes back to what we were talking about Saturday this night. This gives them the excuse. And, and Mr. Bayless is how old? Friday. Uh, 61. 61. Mr. Bayless doesn't know about this Internet thing very, very much. And I think that uh, it would have been far more effective if he would have videotaped them and mm -hmm. put up a YouTube than returning, you know, uh, exchanging fire with these guys. Well, I don't think he ended up... He, well, he didn't end up dying, which is a good thing, but as far as, as far as extra charges being thrown at him and uh, more trouble, yeah, you're right. That would have been the way to do it. But as far as it being effective in protecting his property, neither one would work. I mean, because shooting the, the cops with a gun or shooting them with a video camera, either way, you're going to lose your property. If you bring out the guns, they might kill you. Uh, and at least if you bring out the video camera, you do have a record of the event occurring. I think what might be more interesting and more effective than both would be to have a network of activists at your disposal where you could call a phone number, for instance, if you knew that something like this was a Bruin, and get a bunch of activists to show up out at your house with multiple video cameras, 
on the scene to, if not just videotape the scene, to stand in the way of the police, for, for instance, uh, when they were attempting to remove this man from his house. Uh, that's just another idea that uh, combines a little bit of uh, activism with some video cameras. Well, we do see from this example that uh, exchange, uh, that, that shooting at police does not work. Nope. That's uh, when the tank came out. And we pretty much knew that. We talked about this, I actually think it was on Friday night show, how people that are violent back to the government, because we were talking about gun confiscations in, in Louisiana, and just telling some tragic stories of people that had their guns taken away. One guy said, you know, I didn't want to give up my guns, but they were there pointing theirs at me. They had automatic weapons pointed shoulder level at me. Mm. What was I supposed to do? And indeed, the question is, when the government comes to take your guns or comes to throw you out of your home, if you shoot them, they're going to show up t- uh, ten times stronger, and they're going to kill you. Right. The the libertarian principle doesn't stand up when it comes to police because, um, you know, you're... Because you're, of their uh, aura of legitimacy. If right. they were just a regular gang without spiffy badges and uniforms, then no one would bat an eye at you defending your property against them. They really wouldn't. They returned Thursday, so they went out Monday. He shot shot back. And they went away, actually, at that point. And then came back, <laughs> came back a few days later with an armed vehicle and well, SWAT personnel. It's rather, it was rather rural. From the surrounding communities, again taking fire and retreating, officers spent much of the day attempting to speak with Mr. Bayless via bullhorn as he had no telephone. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right, Mark. It's safe to say this guy didn't have the Internet either. More on the way about this particular story. would love your thoughts as well at 800-259-9231. How can we have a property tax revolt? And successfully not have people thrown out of their homes. What is your input? Would love to have you think on this one. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. So enjoy those on us. And the features, by the way, include the bulletin board system. Over 340,000 posts. That's a lot to talk about. Serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. President Hillary Clinton, John McCain, the North American Union, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national ID card? What's your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? The Free State Project knows that one size does not fit all. Participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire and join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Continue the story here from the Badger Herald, badgerherald.com. This is, uh, I believe, Wisconsin. I'm not positive on that. Badgers? Wisconsin? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, what we're dealing with here is a 61-year-old man named Robert Bayless, who, as described by the authorities, is a man who had very strong anti-government attitudes and beliefs. Sounds he like. had a problem with authority. Yeah. And uh, I have to say that without having to talk to Robert, I have not yet spoken with the, the man, but sounds like someone I could get along with. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's a jerk. He could be. We don't know anything about this guy except for what the cops are saying about him for right now. Uh, It says here that uh, apparently the cops went to serve some sort of a lawsuit to him about him losing his home, them them taking his home from him. Those people taking, uh, you know, it it wasn't actually the cops that were taking the house. They're just following orders. True. The government people uh, in the the city or the town or whatever would be taking it and his 18 acres of land. They showed up. He fired uh, 
at the police, and they retreated. They then came back Thursday with an armored vehicle and SWAT personnel. Uh, they again took fire and retreated again. Officers then spent much of the day trying to speak with Bayless, Bayless via bullhorn as he had no telephone. Finally, they approached, <laughs> they approached the house again, exchanging fire once more. Police deployed tear gas, and Bayless surrendered. During the course of the dispute, a fire broke out. Oh, what a surprise. According to Darren Gudgeon, emergency management director, the cause of the fire is still under investigation, and Bayless faces a charge of intentionally Didn't point- they uh, shoot tear gas into the, uh, the Waco, the Waco um, and, and set that place on fire, too? Yeah, and also it looked like there was almost a Waco over the weekend, as a, a matter of fact. Maybe we'll talk about that, too, in a moment. But uh, Bayless faces a charge of intentionally pointing a firearm at a law enforcement officer, and Frank said right. other It doesn't charges. matter if they're, tr- they're trying to steal your property or not. Right. You can't point a gun at these people. And Frank said other charges could be filed, like maybe attempted murder? I mean, if he was shooting at him, couldn't they claim that was attempted murder? Usually, they, it's they attempted, charge- usually an attempted murder is somebody's gotten shot. Okay. That's good to know. He said he didn't know whether Bayless had a lawyer. According to the county treasurer's office, Bayless owes all of $5,600 in That's delinquent all? taxes. Well, I mean, he lives down the middle of nowhere, and it's... They're trying to take the guy's house over 5600 bucks. Yeah, well, you know, they know they can, Mark. That's how they do things. With okay. force. So you asked, um, what, what could we do about it? And you know, what, By the what, way, he, would, he was known in the community as a man who uh, would carry a rifle and show it. Yeah, he sounded like a pretty classic gun polisher to me, and I, yeah, um, you know, and note, and note, he he turned himself over. Um, oh, this this is true. Uh, but here's my thought: Here, what what can what you can do? be done to prop uh, to protest property taxes, to not pay property taxes, and not lose your home? Because we're not willing to get violent, because we know that this guy could have easily gotten killed. Oh yeah. I mean, you use violence back against the government. I understand they're using violence on you, so you could justify it in your head. You could say, well, they initiated force on me, so I should be able to you know, defend myself. But there's, even though there are more of us than there are of them, there aren't more of us around in that particular area right then to, uh, to put a stop to these things. So you're going to die or get hurt or go to jail at the very best if you use force back against these people. Now, I do like your, your uh, you know, team of liberty activists on the spot to, uh, to, to support you in this, but I think that... It helped in Kilo, in the Kilo versus New London case, to have just a couple of liberty activists, maybe just one, uh, liberty activists down there. So I think it could turn the tables a little bit, but what's your idea? Well, I, I think that... Uh, y- what do they want? They want the property. They want the money, first off. They want the property secondarily. Well, they're going to get more out of the property than they are the 5600 Right, but y- most communities... You know, most of these people are pretty good folks that are in these, uh, uh, you know, um, p- positions of quote-unquote leadership. The bureaucrats? They're, they're, not, they're not the most terrible people. They're not saying, oh, we just want the property. Some of them do, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I think that most of them would, would be just be happy if you pay the, the property taxes, maybe a few fines, and then, you know, they'd let you keep it. But um, if you don't want to, you believe that this is – there's no reason. I, I get nothing out of this, and I have no reason to give you any money. You're, you're just a bunch of extortionists. Mm-hmm. If you believe that, and, and I believe that, I do. What if he had? I don't know. I'm coming off the top of my head here. I don't have the who, the the, the whys and, and the hows put together. But what if you had, say, canisters of mercury that sprayed mercury all over the property? You know, say you've got a a, a, a few gallons and you got little sprayers on automatic timers or something like that. I don't pretty know. Elaborate. It is pretty pretty elaborate. Diver. It could be you could very well have a can of mercury and dig a hole that's 20 feet deep out in your backyard and just 
pour it in there mm-hmm. because that way um, they couldn't just take a big scoop They'd of have the to, earth right, yeah. and, and get rid of it. Because the only um, lean that uh, that overpowers a um, – Or you could just pour it as you run around, zigzag around the yard. Yeah, but then, or or you could put it in one of those little sprayer canisters that you mm-hmm. use for insecticide and do it yourself. But you know, basically poison the property because the only lien that uh, supersedes a property tax lien is a Superfund lien. So if you could make the property valueless to them, look, it's going to cost you a million dollars to clean up this property that's worth a hundred thousand. They just won't. I just I think they'll be like, screw it. <laughs> And they just won't go for it. Would they have to clean it up? I mean, the EPA, as far as the EPA coming in? Well, you can believe that they won't get any value out of it. Um, Mm. There will be no value to the property. 800-259-9231. It's an interesting idea, and I think that as more people... I think as more people get together on this, we'll have more great ideas brainstormed. uh, Because when the... When the, when the liberty activists get together, there's always some original concepts that come up and they get thrown around, they get batted around and improved and, and refined. Right. And uh, so it'll be interesting when more people get here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project that are willing to uh, to take some action on this issue. Because really, it's uh, the, the one of the problems here is that very few people actually own their property. Yeah. In that most property is owned by the bank. Right, most people have a mortgage in America, and if that's the case, then you you really don't have a leg to stand on. As I mean, you could still not pay property taxes, but right. you're you're in default on your loan if you're not paying property taxes, as far as the bank's concerned, and that's you yeah. know that that's not part of your agreement. Right, and that's an agreement you you entered into willingly, as opposed to this whole property tax scenario. Exactly. Where there's property tax everywhere, and you can't avoid it. So it would make more sense to have a, a cadre of homeowners who were in complete possession of their property, at least as much as one can be today, uh, in that there is no bank loan uh, sitting on it. And uh, to have them not pay property taxes and to have a group of activists backing them up in that the the activists will come to court or the activists will go and protest out in front of whatever bureaucracy is is targeting them or whatever, I think that would go a long way to uh, to help. Could be both of those ideas. And doing it publicly, I think, would also change things. Yeah, most oh, of absolutely. these most of these guys, you know, they just don't pay their They're property. They're and recalcitrant. Well, yeah, there's that, and they also do, just don't pay the taxes. And they never say anything to anybody about it, and they never advertise why they're doing it and publicize it. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies. This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message, paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Single CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what it's all about. And attention, libertarians, this summer the Institute for Humane Studies will be holding 14 seminars on liberty and libertarian thought at locations across the country. If you're a college student or recent graduate and interested in thoughtful discussion and challenging lectures, we want you to attend. Participation is free. Apply by April 6th. Again, this copy is Actually, out of date, Mark. Well, yeah, but they, they extended the, the last it's extension. It's been extended again? To the 9th. 
April 9th. Apply by April 9th and find out more at libertarianseminars.com. That's libertarianseminars.com. Okay, so uh, let's move on. The guy paying tax, the guy not paying property taxes, sad situation, thrown out of his home. He shot back at the police. Now he's facing extra shot charges. Well, he shot at, at shot at the police. Shot at intruders on his uh, property that were there to uh, right. take uh, his know, stuff, facilitate the stealing of his property. I guess what would have happened if he hadn't shot at them? Would they have charged him with anything at that point? Like no, or would they have just said, "Here you go"? They just want him to now leave. you're on the streets. They just want him to leave. Right. Yeah. So you would be able to walk away from that situation if you didn't allegedly shoot at them. Right. Okay. We'll see what happens here as the uh, the liberty activists continue to come into New Hampshire and continue to be upset at the outrageous property taxes up here. Maybe without, maybe the New Hampshire state government will have a uh, property tax revolt on their hands, too, and we'll see how they handle it. Because rumor has it that around here, at least, people who haven't paid taxes in the past have not been evicted from their homes. The government's just put liens on their house and then waited for them to croak or, or try There's to sell. There's this sort of New England um, thought process of t- taking the long view. Now, I'm not, I, I don't claim to, uh, to, to know what this taking the long view is, mm-hmm. um, but I, I kind of can see that taking the long view, it makes sense for the person who's evading their property taxes to just get a lien and, uh, you know, settle it peacefully, let them die, or, um, you know, they, they'll try to sell their property at some point in the future. And they'll say, okay, well, here's some money. I'll take the uh, few bucks that I'm going to make off this, and I'll, I'll depart. Um, because then, then they're motivated by money. And it, it, that makes sense, and it's much more much more voluntary. I, it's, it's difficult to use a term like voluntary. Yeah. Um, you know, rather than bringing in the law and the tanks and, and like they did in this scenario. Now, they didn't do that uh, to begin with, but they were going to take the guy's property over 5400 stinking dollars. That's like a year's worth of taxes here. <laughs> Uh, let's go to your phone calls. Bring up anything. Talk to Dave in Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? And I was reading in our local newspaper that Hillary Clinton made a statement that a woman in a local hospital was... Dave? ...gave birth, and she died, and the baby died. Okay. okay. Hillary Clinton has been running around saying... And it happened, and, and the information was given to her by some Ohio sheriff. Ah, yes, I saw this story over the weekend where she's basically been called out by the hospital to say that never happened. Though the version I heard, maybe you misunderstood or maybe I misunderstood, I don't know, but the version I heard was that she was claiming that some woman tried to go into the hospital to get treatment, and uh, they re- refused treatment to the woman because of uh, her lack of $100 or something. Yeah. They, the papers in lack of insurance. Yeah. Well, the uh, hospital claims it's just not true, and so the campaign, as I understand it, they immediately backed down from the story, and they said they would no longer uh, start. They would no longer speak it. Uh, and it was one of those he's, you know, hearsay things. She heard it from a cop who heard it from somewhere else, and she was out telling it on the campaign trail as though it were absolute truth. Thanks for the call tonight, Dave. Right, Appreciate it, you. sir. 800-259-9231. But what's new? Politicians, they tell stories yeah. uh, to try to evoke emotional responses in their audiences uh, in hopes that the audience members will go and cast a vote for them because they feel so emotionally connected to the issues and the things that the politician talks Hillary about. Hillary understands what it's like to be without insurance. Hillary doesn't understand. She doesn't have any idea. Hillary knows 
what you know what kind of benefits there are going to be for her and her cronies by socializing medicine. That's what she knows. Politicians love to single out stories that make them sound like they're doing the right thing or make them sound like their ideas are viable. And what they never tell you when they're showing you the beneficiaries, for instance, of a government program, this is usually what they like to do. They'll, they'll single out someone. You know, if it's a Republican speaking, John McCain, he might single out some war hero. Yep. He'll single out, single out some soldier and tell his story. The Democrats will trot out some, uh, you know, mother of five in her house dress. Right, right. And they'll talk about how, you know, if it weren't for this government program, then so-and-so would have starved to death, or uh, the, the kids in Iraq would never have gotten an education, or whatever the, the excuse is at, at that moment. And they never show you the hundred people that had their lives harmed in order for that one person to receive some form of benefit. They'll never trot out the person, Robert Bayless, for instance, who had his house taken away from him, a 61-year-old man who's living on 18 acres and uh, apparently owned his own property but decided he didn't want to pay government any money because he didn't want his, let's just say, I mean, I'm just speculating here, let's just say he didn't like the way government was spending it. Maybe he didn't like the government welfare programs. Maybe he didn't like, uh, you know, uh, the government military. I understand it's property taxes didn't go to the military, but just giving you examples of some of the things that people disagree with. Maybe he felt like Maybe the government... he thinks that the public school system is uh, indoctrination, uh, government indoctrination for our kids. And, of course, he'd be right on that. And so maybe, you know, he just decided he didn't want to pay the taxes for whatever reason. Now he's lost his home. Now they've thrown him out of his own home. And they'll never show you those stories. They'll never trot those people out. And there are myriad amounts of those people. Now, most people don't lose their homes because they're not willing to go that far. Right. Now, and let's not diminish it for, uh, at all. If you, um, it, it, you know, here's, put up two scenarios uh, with a different, same scenario, different endings. Mm. You walking down the street, a guy uh, says, it pulls out a gun in front of you and while well, you're in, uh, you know, an alley or something like that and says, give me your money. Well, now you have a decision. You can choose to give him your money or not choose to give him your money. Are you being any less robbed? Are you being any less threatened? If you choose to. If you choose not to versus to give it to him, you're still a victim of armed robbery yep. either way. Yep. So giving him your money, you live, and not giving him your money, he could very well pump you full of holes. Or you could kill him, and then you've got a problem with you know with the cops coming. With, 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 the, ga- with the gang that he uh, works for? Well, the gang that he works for, not all criminals work for a gang. I'm just saying, in, in this case, we, we have to make the, because it is a criminal gang that we're working against. This is true. So, uh, you know, here's another example of, a, of an individual who maybe, I don't know if she was uh, doing this on purpose or not, but either way, let me share this story with you tell you what she got for not paying parking tickets. And it's up here in our very own New Hampshire. Police in Portsmouth from the newspaper.com have a long history of arresting motorists over minor offenses. Despite recent promises of reform, police on Monday not only threw the book at a 58-year-old woman, but her dog as well. Susan, <laughs> you get it a dog, too. Susan Lehman alleged crime was to fail, uh, to fail to pay a couple of parking tickets issued eight years ago. It wasn't fun, Lehman told the Portsmouth Herald newspaper. I was totally dumbfounded by the situation. Police nabbed her in the afternoon as she attempted to refuel her car at the Lafayette Road gas station. The grandmother of three was handcuffed and led away to be booked while her 10-year-old canine companion, Sally, was impounded at the SPCA in in uh, Stratham. Now, hold on. Um, they, this is absolutely wrong. They should not be able to do that. Now, it's one thing if you've got outstanding parking tickets 
and you park in a city parking spot, mm-hmm. and you're out of your car doing about your business or something like that, and and then they put a boot on or something like you know you know something along of that sort. However, she wasn't parked. She was fueling her car. She was <laughs> essentially traveling. Yeah. Um. You know, she had taken a, a way stop to fuel the car, but you know, she's she doesn't have the the she's not prepared for a stop. Lehman was eventually released after paying a five hundred dollar bail bond, which allowed her isn't this nice of them allowed her to rescue her dog. She now faces trial on May nineteenth for failing to appear in court on June nineteenth to answer for ninety dollars in unpaid parking tickets. Ludicrous. Although the court had sent Lehman a notice about the court date, it was returned as undeliverable, and she had apparently moved into public housing, and the letter had been mailed to it her old address. It was eight years later. Of course she'd moved. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. These are the stories they don't tell you. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. Bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, by the way, if you want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at the Free Talk Live store. Get great Free Talk Live branded merchandise like T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more, including DVD classic archive collector sets. Head on over, take a look at the store, and load up your shopping cart. Store.freetalklive.com. Telling you a couple stories that uh, the the politicians won't tell you on the campaign trail about how government hurts more people than it helps. Sure, you can single out examples of the mother on welfare who's able to feed her kids because of this welfare uh, check that she's getting. Of course, the politicians act like that mother would be starving in the streets if it weren't for them. Which is, of course, nonsense. In the free marketplace, when there's no government redistribution of wealth going on, there are things called charities that will step in and take care of the people who are in actual need. So don't believe the politicians for a moment when they tell you these sob stories. And what they're not telling you is the stories, the hundreds of thousands of hundreds of thousands of stories of victims of this government. State, local, federal, I'm talking about all levels. Government well, victimizes people. Most of the victims aren't as obvious as, as these folks are here. But no, the that's fact true. is, every one of us who pays taxes and victim. The, is a victim. Well, now, then again, you could stop the victimization if enough people stopped paying and made it clear that they were not paying. And I think we might see something like that happen here in New Hampshire eventually. And even if you want to pay taxes, you're a victim. You may, however, be a, uh, you know, you may be in denial, but it's still a scenario of the guy meeting you in the, the street corner, pulling a gun on you and saying, give, him, give me your wallet. If you want to give him your wallet, you're still a victim of robbery. Now, in your own mind, I suppose you aren't, but sorry, in reality, you are. Last month, Portsmouth Police, this is from New Hampshire, promised to cut back on the practice of arresting motorists over allegations of skipping out on 75-cent tolls in the light of embarrassing news coverage. Apparently, in January, an innocent motorist was arrested and booked over a bogus accusation that he didn't pay a single 75-cent toll. In 2005, an innocent woman was arrested over a $10 unpaid parking ticket that had actually been paid in full. This kind of stuff happens all the time, by the way. Someone will believe they've paid and have paid and even have evidence that they've paid, but the bureaucrats will drop a ball or forget to file the paperwork, uh, how they're supposed to file it, and they never get the message that the 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 ticket was actually paid. So it still rides as unpaid in the, the person's file. Cop sure. comes up behind them pull, and then pulls up their file, and then they get it in their head to pull someone over for a $10 ticket? 
This is crazy. In fact, I actually have the story about one of these people. We'll get to that in a moment. Let's go to your phone calls first. You can bring up anything. Let's talk to Liam in Sweden. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Liam. Hi. Uh, I was calling uh, to talk about some uh, cannabis activism I've oh, been do- doing here in Sweden. Lovely. What have you been doing? Well, they have a, an annual thing here. It's uh, the second year in a row mm-hmm. where every spring people go out and uh, they plant hemp seeds in public places. Nice. And... Uh, the idea is basically to get media attention. Hopefully the, the cannabis plants will start growing in public places and the media will come and take pictures and, uh, ah, that's and the excellent. debate will hopefully uh, have some good results. Now, has it ever actually worked in the past or is this brand new this year? Uh, this is the second year. It has worked. It worked last year. A lot of local papers and uh, national papers as well wrote a lot of articles. A bunch of plants started growing uh, hmm. in random <laughs> places and People thought it was funny. It's always best when they start growing out in front of City Hall or in front of the police department. Right. Uh, I uh, planted some seeds outside the uh, the tax authorities and uh, the nice. police building here in the city I lived in, and hopefully the, the seeds will start growing. Now, what's the appropriate way to actually plant the seeds? I'm not much of a gardener. Do you, do you have to shove them like a half an inch into the dirt, or is it appropriate to just throw them everywhere and hope to see what happens? Ideally, you should push them into the dirt, but mm-hmm. it's kind of too time-consuming to do that. Personally, I've just been throwing them randomly. They are, after all, hemp. weeds. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, you if, you get, a, if you get a seedy seed, bag like of marijuana, you've got a bunch of seeds on your hands. You might as well just do, do, do that with them. So, yeah, awesome. So, you I've went out doing. and you did that, uh, and there are other people doing it as well. Do you kind of keep an eye on the plot of land that you've seeded, and then if you spot the plants popping up, is it you that calls the media, or you just sort of hope that they figure it out? I guess you could do it either way. I'm planning to uh, call the media if any of my plants start growing, but <laughs> I've planted in so many random places that I can't really remember everywhere. That's very cool. I like the idea. I think over here they call it Operation Overgrow uh, when that happens, and I am uh, definitely in favor of that. I hope to see that happening more and more uh, around New Hampshire, especially since we're actually starting to see some positive change in the world of uh, the drug laws here in New Hampshire. Uh, Liam, any other thoughts for us tonight? Uh, no, that's it. Thanks. Thanks for the call, and good luck with that. hope you don't get caught. <laughs> Appreciate it. 800-259-9231, which might, might uh, make more sense to just throw the seeds. That way you're not obviously planting things. That seems clear to me um, yeah. that it, you, that's what you'd want to do. You've got, generally with marijuana, you have um, you know the, the cheaper stuff, the seedy stuff. You've got all these seeds. They're weeds, people. Mm-hmm. Really. This stuff grows easily. That's why industrial hemp would be so great for America. Um, and you just toss this stuff around, and they're definitely going to germinate. I used to throw them in the backyard at my old house in Florida. When I was done smoking a bag of marijuana, I'd throw the seeds out in the backyard. I didn't really think much was going to happen, and boy, did they spring up, man. I had to go over those things with a lawnmower. There were so many of them popping up. I would have been, you know, would have been like 10 years in federal prison if anyone found out about that. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even my intention to... Uh, to actually have them grow, but they don't really care about your intentions. No, they, they don't. <laughs> so, 1-800-259-9231. Let's continue with uh, Jeff in Reno, listening on KBZZ. Hello, Jeff. Hey, guys. Yeah, I just wanted to call up and make a brief statement about the uh, Patriot Act. You know, I don't think a lot of people realize that if the Patriot Act is challenged in federal court, then they'll, it'll probably go to the Supreme Court. The Patriot Act can be struck down, and I'll tell you why. 
Well, first of all, the Patriot Act, when they originally drafted it, they made a presentation to Congress. Then, just hours before it was supposed to be voted on, they switched the Patriot Act, okay, into the John Ashcroft version, into the intelligence community version, and they added all those amendments, all those amendments that the intelligence agencies could never get past all those years. And then what happened was, of course, Congress came in and voted on the Patriot Act, the switch version that they never read. So basically, uh, if it is challenged, and of course there's other Supreme Court cases that coincide with that from uh, from the past, and if it's challenged correctly, the Patriot Act, I mean, they already talked about certain provisions being unconstitutional, but... Uh, I think that the whole Patriot Act can be struck down based on... Well, Jeff, you should do that. You should challenge it. Because apparently none of the other organizations out there have bothered to uh, to attempt that. So I wish you the best of luck, and thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. You know, I don't really want to humor him too much on that, because does he really think that's going to change anything in D.C.? I mean, would, wouldn't you think that some of these organizations that are kind of Johnny on the spot, eyeballing the Patriot Act, following the, the progress of... The, the tyranny that has arisen from it. Don't you think they would have figured that out? Like, oh, yeah, oh, they switched it, so we should challenge this. But no, it's Jeff and Reno that he knows the secrets. Maybe they did um, switch it and um, that kind of thing. But don't you think that uh, the vast majority of the people in Washington are happy with that? Well, now They, they renewed can, it, didn't they? Now they can combat uh, terrorism. Yeah. Yay! I, I'm sorry, I just don't think that... Uh, I don't think you're going to have any success changing the system with the system, number one. And uh, I'm glad I think the Ron, thinks he can. For me, the Ron Paul campaign cinched that. It it just doesn't look like the uh, United States government. There can be anything done to uh, you know d- to regain any level of liberty in this. American voters don't care. I mean, if you believe that the voting system even works, and some people don't even believe that, uh, you know, they believe it's corrupt and and all that. And they actually have some pretty persuasive points. But uh, the the American people down south were voting four percent for Ron Paul. The people that bothered to yeah. uh, go out and in vote primary? for Ron Paul? Now, Ron Paul did real well in the caucuses, but, uh, you know, the ca- the primaries are probably, to me, they're a better gauge of what people are going to vote like in the... Uh, regular Americans. Regular, yeah, regular because election. The, the caucuses, you have to be like party people, right? Well, yeah. you have to be willing to hang out at uh, whatever the caucus location a is. A convention of some For sort, yeah. three or four hours, at least. And Most people don't have that kind of time to no, invest. No, they're just not that interested. I mean, if 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 a regular American is going to vote, and I do say if because most of them don't bother... Certainly they don't bother in primaries, but if a regular American is going to vote, it's going to be, you know, he's got a couple minutes on his lunch break, or he's going to show up a couple minutes late for work, or, or leave a little early, but that's all. He's not going to sacrifice any time with his family or workplace to, to go and do that. I don't think he should. You should be able to live your life without having to be concerned with these government people. And voting for one of them or another doesn't really seem to make much of a difference anyway. So, good luck, Jeff, with your challenge to the Patriot Act. I don't expect it's going to do very much. So, you know, even if you've it's got... A, the, it's a protest, and I'm, yeah. I'm fine with protests. But, uh, that's why I say, good luck. I'm just telling you, I'm a little skeptical. That's all. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. And bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live Hour 2 is coming up. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. You can bring up whatever's 
on your mind toll free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll free line as we launch into hour number two. Bring up what you want. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls. It's Paula in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paula. Hi. I have some information concerning the Patriot Act. Do you? Okay, this is the law on it. I took law. If the government or anyone... You are a lawyer? I took law, yes. Wow. If the government or any one of its branches steps outside the bounds of the Constitution, it is unlawful. All laws which are repugnant to the Constitution are null and void. This is true. The general rule is that an unconstitutional statute, though having the form and name of law, is in reality no law, but is wholly void and ineffective for any purpose since unconstitutionally dates from the time of its enactment. Are you reading that from a law book? Because you're starting to lose me, Paul. I just I don't ha- well, I don't handle the that, legalese very well. Can you translate well, okay, since you're what a lawyer? What saying is that it has no power, it's no law, it is null and void. Well, how could it even have power anyway? Here's my question for you. What if they wrote a law that was constitutional? How would that have power? Because what if I don't consent to the Constitution? Well, if you don't consider the Constitution, that's your problem. <laughs> is it, why is that a problem? Why would, well, I want, why would I want to consent to this government, Paula? What's, what's in it for me? Well, if we uh, turn the government the way we can do it, I mean, it says constitutionally that we can make this government the way we want it if mm-hmm. we don't like what's happening. Well, Declaration of Independence, I think, uh, suggests that you can alter or abolish yeah. uh, the government. Yeah. yeah what do you want here. out of the government? What, what would you like to see happen? What's Paula's vision? I would like to see Ron Paul get this country back where it's supposed to be, to stop all this warring all over the world, yeah, to, good. to good. live in peace with everybody. We're, I mean, we're all God's well, children. Well, now, wait a minute. Living in peace, I like that idea, and I'm all for it, but I don't think you can live in peace with everyone if there's a government around extracting wealth from you. Well, if you stop trying to tell everybody how to live. You know, I'm and, with you there. Yeah, you know, with you. I mean, this, I mean, this country wants to control everybody. I but mean, what, this is but the would whole... Paula's government come and demand money from me? Do, do you know, Paula? I mean, what's your vision? What do you mean? Borrowing would, money, you mean? No, no, but not borrow. Demand. Would, would, in the pa- form of taxes, Right. Paula. Would, your, would your government come and demand money from me in the form of taxes? That's what I want to know. No. I'm with it. It's all, all good with me, Paula. Thank you for the call tonight. We cert- certainly appreciate it. Of course, one might argue that you don't really have a government if you don't have taxes. But then we're just talking about semantics and definitions. And uh, if, if you can run your government without force, without threatening people's lives or homes or freedom, then A-OK with me, man. That's well, great. What I've proposed is um, taxes on corporations only. Um, mm. And, and I, I do, you know, if you look at the, uh, the the amount of corporations that are out there. Now, I could do business if I didn't have a corporation, right? You can do business currently as a sole proprietor. I don't see how a government can be created. I don't see how a government of people, um, people out there can say, you owe us money. Because um, we said so. Because, yeah, right, because we said so, and we're going to provide you with uh, protection that we're not actually obligated to provide you, um, according to the Supreme Court. The government, no government, um, you know, any, any, no government in the United States is obligated to provide you uh, a duty of protection. Just we'll not. talk about here in a bit. We'll talk about the service and protection the government in Texas provided the polygamists with. I don't know if you've been following this story, Mark, but it's pretty outrageous. Uh, we'll get to that here in moments. But you know what? You don't want to force your way on me, Paula. I think that's great. I don't know if you're actually a lawyer, but either way. Uh, thank you for the call. Let's continue and talk to Sam in Texas on the Ampline. Hello, Sam. 
Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your you mind? Know, one day, I think people are going to realize the government really doesn't care what you think about its laws or how they should be applied. And any time that you find a way to circumvent their laws, they're just going to pass another one that makes it more restrictive and steps up the police state sure. so that they can stop you and they can get their way and they can win and be right. There's never an end to the lawmaking process. It never ends. Yeah. There's no end game. There's no point at which the politicians will be satiated, at which they will they will have their lawful bellies full. Uh, they will not ever say, that's it, we're throwing in the towel, no more laws, we're going home, it's all done with. Uh, they'll just keep expanding the state, and they'll keep expanding the government until everyone is hopelessly enslaved to the point where uh, there's no way to turn back. You know, they don't, they don't call the it only... enslavement. Sometimes they call it protection. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the only real true answer that's going to work is going to be to create voluntary uh, market-based alternatives for things like a title. I mean, who says the government is the only one that can title a property? Hmm. It wasn't the government, uh, you know, in the beginning, in the early days of America. Hmm. Well, so, I know it's government. That, I don't think government provides title insurance. I believe that's privately done. That's true, but you do have to go register your title with the government. This is true. So what if... You know, some voluntarists created a, a title company, and when you went to sell your house that had a lien on it because you haven't been paying property taxes, you don't do it through the government. Yeah. You do it through uh, your own private means. Yeah, they would consider the government's lien illegitimate, right, that that particular right. title insurance. Might be a, a one solution, but yeah. anyway, I'm calling to let you guys know that uh, if I don't call in tomorrow, it's because I've been kidnapped. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dear God. What is going on? <laughs> Well, there's this gang that's uh, threatening me, and tomorrow I have to go in and meet one of their uh, one of their leaders. This guy sits on a wooden box and wears all black, and he has a, a wooden handle is it, hammer thing. Is it the transvestite gang where they wear black dresses? No, no, uh, not all of them. Not I don't know them. about that. I think this guy calls himself a judge. But, right, but the, this the the the, but, the 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 legal gang, their leaders are all transvestite and wears wear black dresses. Only yeah, only a certain sect of them. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if I go that far, Mark. <laughs> are you scared of the Are you scared of the guy in the black dress, Sam? Not, Just go ahead and say it. You're yeah, not I, well. There are definitely people that are scared of the guy in the black dress. So let me tell you what I've done. Okay. Um, I, about a month and a half ago, I got a speeding ticket. I called in about that and talked about how you know I did the ACLU stop where you roll the window down just an inch or so, and he mm -hmm. had me get out of the car and all this stuff. Well, I went in to um, pay the fine, or not to pay the fine, but to set a court date. And you know, I even I had to go through metal detectors at the courthouse just to. Uh, do the court date to sign wow. up for it. You check in with this nice lady who, you know, you could just chew her out for five minutes and she'd be smiling the whole time. And, of course, she has this armed guard sitting next to her. Uh, she gives you the paperwork and forms to fill out, and then you go through the metal detector. And then back at the uh, payment windows, they're behind three-inch bulletproof glass. <laughs> but when I looked at this, I asked the lady, I'm like, you mean I have to go through metal detectors and stand in front of bulletproof glass just to pay a ticket? And she said, yeah, well, it's just a sign of the times. <laughs> but, you know, I'm right down the street, there's a 7-Eleven, and there's no bulletproof glass no. at this convenience store. 
there's nobody, you know, armed guards standing out front. Well, that's because 7-Eleven does business, d- does business on a voluntary basis. You can decide whether or not to go in there and decide whether or not to give them your money. However, this, uh, this the, the, the gang uh, that's led by the guys in the black dresses, um, they... The they, blue light gang, I think some people have begun calling them. <laughs> those, those people, they, they want you to give you their money without being, it, it being voluntary. Right, and they don't want to take responsibility for their own actions mm. and the response that they create from other people. So what I'm doing is, uh, in order to defend myself from this attack, I'm using Mark Stevens' strategy tomorrow. Mm. This is Mark um, Stevens from AdventuresInLegalLand.com. How would you describe the strategy? What is the, the purpose of it? So really, there, there's two purposes. Um, what I'm going to do is go in and ask the court a bunch of questions that establishes its own position. Because you this absolutely, is, when you go into court... You absolutely have the right to understand the processes being uh, put into motion against you. Uh, they will they will ask you things like, you know, do you understand? And it's okay to say, no, I don't understand. What is blah, 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 blah? Can you explain blah, 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 blah? And so you're going to ask some very baseline uh, questions to kind of uh, box the judge into a corner to where he's not going to want to be. Exactly. And I'm going to start out before the court proceeding even begins and say, uh, sir, I have this uh, guilty plea ready to go. Here's a check. Uh, I, I, I'm ready to plead guilty and pay my fine and get out of here. I'm tired of wasting time on this. Uh, but I have a few questions. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I'm going to start into the script. I think it's a great idea, and I want you to tell me things. more about the script here in a moment. Hang on. 800-259-9231. Basically, the idea is you've got that check, right? And that's what they want from you. They want your obedience, and they want your money. Now, I haven't seen this work yet. We've had a couple of listeners try Mark this. Mark Stevens claims it works. I, you know, Mark, it may very well work for Mark Stevens, and, but... Um, He's well-practiced at it, too. I'm kind of uh, interested in how it's going to work for Sam, because Sam, no dummy. You He's dangle just, his money in front of him, right? And you tell him you're, you're ready to plead guilty. You just have a few simple questions. Sam will share some of those questions with us here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the Sinkle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, and by the way, the features include archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just go and get them there on the house, uh, right there on the front page of the website. Going back for an entire year on us, that's freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep those clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. We go back to Sam in Texas. Sam was pulled over recently for a speeding ticket. You went ahead and got a court date for it. And you're going to go in with the Mark Stevens Adventures in Legal Land approach. Uh, we do uh, we do love Mark Stevens. Uh, you can go to his website at adventuresinlegalland.com. But the, the basic concept, as I understand it, is that the courts are nothing more than a public relations PR scam, uh, essentially the, the wool being pulled over people's eyes. The courts exist to help legitimize the government in that... The idea of the courts is, well, you get a fair shake, you get a fair trial, and you can defend yourself, and so therefore we're not just any criminal gang, we're a criminal gang with courts, 
And uh, so what he does is he goes in there with a series of questions because they tell you certain things about the government courts, which people believe to be true, and they will claim to be true. And so he goes in with a series of baseline questions that he asks uh, that, that anybody can ask in court uh, of the judge, and the judge will answer them in certain ways. And if he does, and it's inevitable that he will because he wants to make it look legitimate, and so he'll, he'll answer in certain ways. And you're going to share those questions with us here in a moment. To where he'll then be boxed into a corner where he doesn't want to be. So can you explain a little bit more about the, this process, Sam, and what you're going to do? Absolutely, yeah. So the idea is really that the government has completely overstepped its bounds here, and they're ignoring or really um, sweeping under the rug is probably a better term for it. A lot of the laws and Supreme Court rulings and statutes and things uh, in order to perpetrate these victimless crimes. So what Mark Stevens' strategy really does is to bring up all of those points with questions like the very first question out of my mouth is going to be, uh, am I entitled to a fair hearing? And these questions are very basic. Yes or no is, is the only thing that's going to be a responsive answer for the majority of them. Right, and, and because the judge wants to portray to the audience, because the, the courtroom will probably be filled with people that have not really harmed anyone, other traffic offenders, maybe some marijuana cases or something like that. As and, well as my witnesses that are going to be there. That's excellent, by the way. Uh, but, the, you know, the judge does not want to reveal to them that this is all a scam and that they're a, a band of violent thugs. So he will, of course, say, oh, yeah, fair. Fair trial, sure, certainly. certainly. So How did they say no? Him, okay, well, am I entitled to a meaningful hearing? Oh. And he'll say, well, probably. I'm sure he'll say yes. And then I'll ask, am I entitled to be informed of the nature and cause of the charges and proceedings against me? Now, what does that mean? Now, the that means, um, am I required to understand uh, what type of offense this is? Is it criminal, civil, uh, you know, whatever? Uh, what's the the cause goes back to corpus delecti, which is the principle that in order to have a crime, there must be a, two things: a damaged party and a body of evidence. Mm, okay. So these two things are are required. Without it, you don't have crime, and you you don't have a crime, and therefore you don't have standing. But yet they put people through their courts every single day, where the cases do not have one or both of those things. Right, and they, you know, they don't care. Now, now Sam, because I think that uh, rather than that, um, you know, that listing off what the the last question, what was it again? Something about having cause. Uh, informed to the nature and uh, cause of the proceedings and charges against me. That just sounds like a setup. Um, so, like, maybe you could just explain it out a little more, like you just did now. To the judge, well, uh, the judge well, will understand. I understand he understands, but he's also going to understand I am being set up, and well, so he's sure, not going to want to answer. Mark, Here's the thing. Uh, Mark Stevens, I've actually done a phone consultation with him, um, as well as run through these with one of the free state activists up there in just kind of a trial run on this. Uh, you did like a, uh, you, you, took, you did a little role playing, basically. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're worded in this way for a very specific reason okay. so that they, they tie back to Supreme Court rulings and so forth because there are uh, citations in here from the Supreme Court. And there's places where I'm going to ask him, I'm going to read off, okay, if he disagrees with this opinion, I'm going to read him the Supreme Court ruling, and then I'll say, How, what does this mean? Or, you know, something along those lines. And one of my previous set of questions was, is this court under the Supreme Court? Is it bound by Supreme Court rulings? Are you required to abide by Supreme Court rulings? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So 
you know, I've boxed them into all those. Okay. And then by the time we've gone through some of that, I start getting into, uh, so if there is no corpus delecti, which is required, uh, well, which is required to proceed against me, and I, you know, ask him that question, and if he says no, then the court can't proceed against me. Corpus delecti, meaning the body of evidence, meaning that there... Body of evidence and the damaged party. And damaged party, okay, both. So there has to be somebody who was actually injured. Now... this was a speeding uh, ticket. Yeah, and when I was pulled over standing at the back of the car, I asked the officer who was harmed here today. (laughs) And he said, well, nobody, thankfully. (laughs) So... It'll be an interesting videotape if uh, if they say that that's not there was a damaged party all of a sudden because this is their only witness. So really, the goal is to either get the officer to stand up there or the judge or the prosecutor and answer these questions and contradict themselves left and right and make the fraud completely apparent to everyone sitting in the courtroom or to throw out the case. Yep, they're pretty much forced back into that corner, and according to Mark Stevens, they they seem to throw out the case more often than not. But there is still that chance that they will just get so upset at you, they'll you know th- throw a contempt of court charge at you or something and just haul you off. Uh, so yeah, there is that possibility. You have to be prepared for that, and I believe you are. That's where the role-playing comes in. I caught myself a few times going through it, actually stating my own opinion, which is a big no-no, because... Mm-hmm. The judge is going to obviously disagree and tell you you're wrong. Frivolous. Whereas when you're using his opinions, he can't really tell himself that he's wrong and contradict himself. Yeah, and you're just you're just asking questions, right? You're not taking a position as to whether or not you did the speeding or not, right? No position, yeah. So the activist that I uh, did the role play with has had a lot of experience uh, in the courts and threw up a lot of the common objections and things that this person's heard. Hmm. So... A lot of what they'll try and say is, well, that's up for the court to decide, and they'll try and sidestep it and go around the questions, and that's where I'm going to really respectfully ask again or restate the question in a different way. So for each one of these, I can kind of restate a little bit while keeping the content of the question intact uh, in a way that hopefully they'll be forced to answer. Okay. So you actually have people coming in with you, which is good. I mean, considering you don't live here in New Hampshire, it's kind of tough to to get people to come to court with you in the rest of the country. Who is it that's uh, backing you up uh, in this case? Uh, I sent out a letter to uh, friends and family, and it went from 10 down to about 2 to (laughs) 5. Expect 2 to show up. Yeah, if you've got five saying they'll show up, there there may be less than that unless your friends are really reliable. And I, I hope that they are, and I wish you the best of luck, Sam. Call us tomorrow night if you're still a free man, okay? Will do. Thanks, dude, and good luck. 800-259-9231. I'm interested to see how it turns out. The polygamists, the feds, or the Texas government have seized 400 kids. Why? We'll find out. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. 
Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features include the wiki with over 1,500 pages created by listeners like you. You can get editing and change pretty much anything on there. It's like the listener editable, uh, editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive. Is another fad diet the answer to losing your extra pounds? Are working out and eating right no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. See the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. Want to get off the fad diet roller coaster and, um, forever? Then check out notfatanymore.com. All right, 800-259-9231. We travel to El Dorado, Texas. The Associated Press reporting that more than 400 children, mostly girls in pioneer dresses, were swept into state custody from a polygamous sect in what authorities described Monday as the largest child welfare operation in Texas history. They're patting themselves on the back for this one, Mark. Mm. They've really helped these kids. They're helping these kids' welfare by taking them out of their home and putting them into some awful state orphanage or you know, foster care program or something. Well, they've like been uh, rattling the saber on this uh, group for, for quite some time. And, and yeah. you know, the, the problem with this particular group is they're, they're, <laughs> they're certainly not very pretty folks, you know? When you say pretty, what, what do you mean? Well, they, they, uh, they're polygamists. They, um, they marry, uh, you know, they, they send their little daughters off to, uh, uh, you know, marry guys significantly their senior. Um, well, for them, that's normal. They run their boys out um, and put them on the streets, uh, you know, at, at like 18, and then, you know, they, they, they are essentially unprepared for the world, mm-hmm. and um, people aren't going to feel real bad about, about that, you know, that, that something bad happened to these people. Their well, PR that's, that's too bad. It's too bad that people are so callous towards other people's freedom, Mark, but really that's what the problem is that you're describing, is that people in America are callous towards the freedom of others and who, are, who aren't quite the same as them, and I think that's, that's just a sad so statement about So you support this group entirely? It's none of my business what they do with their freedom. They do, and, and, and the idea that they just uh, kick these boys out with uh, no skills, um, you know, they, they raise them, you know, homeschool them, kick them out with no skills, that kind of thing. Are they really that um, worse off than people graduating from government schools? They don't have a place to live. They don't have any money. Do you think that this organization that doesn't mind taking your um, sisters and marrying them off at 14 um, is going to really let you have any money? I don't know, Mark. Look, you got no obligations, man. I mean, as far as there are people starving in Africa, so at least they were fed for 18 years. It's not the worst of situations. Anyway, let me get into the details of the story. The day-long raid on the sprawling compound built by now-jailed polygamist leader Warren Jeffs was sparked by a 16-year-old girl's call to authorities that she was being abused, and that girls as young as 14 and 15 were being forced into marriages with much older men. Dressed in home-soon, ankle-length dresses with their hair pinned up in braids, some 133 women left the yearning for Zion Ranch of their own volition along with the children. State troopers were holding an unknown number of men in the compound. Some did, and some didn't. Some stayed, is what you're saying? Well, some left of their own volition, you know? Oh, okay. Uh, state troopers were holding an unknown number of men in the compound until investigators finished executing a house-to-house search of the 1,700-acre property, which includes a medical facility, numerous large housing units, and an 80-foot white limestone temple that rises discordantly out of the brown scrub. In my opinion, this is the largest endeavor we've ever been involved in in the state of Texas, said the CPS spokesbureaucrat, who said she was also involved in the 1993 siege of Branch Davidian Compound in Waco. That's something to be proud of. 
The members of the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints spent their days raising numerous children, tilling small gardens, and doing chores. But at least one former resident uh, says life was not some idyllic replica of 19th century life, saying, once you go into the compound, you don't ever leave it, according to one of the wives of the alleged leader of the El Dorado complex, though... Uh, Ms. Jessup, the woman who said that, apparently left with her eight children before the sect moved to Texas. So how is it that you can leave if you can't ever leave? I'm confused. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm certainly they, they discouraged leaving. I don't know exactly how they managed to do it all. Yeah. Do, do the polygamists? I mean, they, they try to make these guys sound like awful monsters and they sound pretty close to awful monsters to me. We may not agree with how they choose to live their lives, but if someone leaves the compound do they hire, like, a bounty hunter, like a polygamous bounty hunter, to go out and bring them back, like, property? Or do they just let them go? Well, um, well if, if, they, if you say, I'm going to leave this compound now, and they forcibly restrain you... Then you're being held against your will. I get the impression that might be happening. I, I don't know how you get that impression. Has anyone specifically said that goes on? They, they sound like a bunch of really bad guys. Well, of course media. they sound that way. The mainstream media is getting their press releases from the government people, and the government people don't want to make them sound like angels, do they? I'm not saying I agree with their lifestyle, Mark. I'm just saying it's none of my damn business what they do. Jessup said the community emphasized self-sufficiency because they believed the apocalypse was near. Women were not allowed to wear red. Uh, Jeff's, their cult leader, said he, uh, that color belonged to Jesus. And they were not allowed to cut Why? their hair. They were also kept isolated, because he said so, Mark. Uh, they were also kept isolated from the outside world. They were born into this, uh, said Jessup. They have no concept of mainstream society, and their mothers were born into and have no concept of mainstream culture. Their grandmothers were born into it. Meisner said each child will get an advocate and an attorney, but predicted that if they end up permanently separated from their families, the sheltered children would have a tough acclimation to modern life. A spokeswoman for the State Department of Public Safety said the, uh, when the, said the criminal investigation was still underway and the charges would be filed if investigators determined children were abused. So right now they don't have any charges to file in that particular way. Uh, the, what prompted all this was one 16-year-old girl claiming that she was being abused, but they can't find that particular 16-year-old girl, so... Apparently, that was enough to get the warrant to search, uh, to search the compound. But before that, these people had been living their life like this in this very bizarre manner. It's very bizarre to us. But they've been living their lives this way for decades upon decades upon generations. I mean, they had this 1,700-acre compound. You'd think if there were awful things going on, people would be escaping and talking about them. And we understand that there's weird things going on. But is there slavery happening here? I, I don't know. We'll find out, I, I guess, get, over time. Know, I, I, it, it seems uh, pretty like a reasonable jump in logic to me that a uh, a group of older men that essentially are able to uh, marry their uh, these these younger girls, mm -hmm. um, they marry off their younger they have an agreement to marry off their younger daughters to each other, and they run their young men out of town. Not all of them, I would imagine, but quite a few of them, they have to cull them, otherwise, because it's about 50-50 when you have well, Otherwise, kids. they'll compete. Right, and they don't want that. I, I, I get the impression that these guys wouldn't, aren't above um, a certain amount of force, and, you know, they, they are certainly the, the authorities around there, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that's tough to combat against. Now, here's a question for you. Um, if they're running boys out of town, I don't I've heard ages as young as 12. Okay. 
should a parent be able to, I mean, is it child abuse for a parent to just decide one day that the uh, kid can't live at the house anymore? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. You don't think so? I, I think it's despicable. You can, you can kick out a 12-year-old kid? I think it's despicable, but uh, I don't see how you have a, an obligation to them. So I mean, I've got if, nothing to say to that. I, I think it's despicable. It is. I don't agree with that. I, I think that parent would be should be ostracized for behaving in that way. Uh, but you know, if if a uh, if we talked about before how if, uh, if a young girl, teenage girl, decides she doesn't want her baby anymore uh, and and gives it up, or takes it into the hospital or something like that, and, and gives it up, is that despicable? Is there something inherently wrong with that? I mean, it's 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 bad. I don't think they should do that, but. They don't have an obligation. I mean, we'd like to think that they do, but they don't, really. How could they? We'd we'll love your thoughts on this at 800-259-9231. Uh, there's more to this story, uh, especially about the the question of the girl who allegedly initiated this particular raid. Uh, allegedly, she had a child at age 15, and they're still trying to find her, even though they've taken 400 girls out of this particular compound. Or that's what they're calling it, right? They, they always love to it's call a, these things always compounds. A compound. Uh, more coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. And if you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, then become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. You go there, you get signed up for as little as 3 bucks a month, and we take that money in and reinvest it into the show. Uh, get on more radio stations across the country. Spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. So get on board and get access to the AMP-only call-in line, AMP-only chat room and forum. All the details are there at uh, amp.freetalklive.com. In fact... Uh, Stick AM, we've been having trouble with uh, with uh, uh, some bugs on the website. It looks like they've ironed it out. Stick AM is our uh, cam website. They take our cam feed and they redistribute it to a whole bunch of people to watch, and it doesn't cost us a dime. So it's really great when it works, and it works most of the time, and it's it's working again. So we're we're glad to be back on board over there, and it appears that they are featuring our cam. If you want to go uh, see the cam, if you've never seen it before, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com. It'll come up. But uh, when I mention the AMP-only chat room, that's what I'm talking about. There's a chat room feature over on the StickAM website, stickam.com. And normally, most chat rooms are open to anybody, but we've locked ours down. And it's locked down only to Free Talk Live amplifiers. So if you're one of the 200-plus people that are currently watching via the StickAM feed and you want to get into the chat room, that's the only way to do it. So decide if you like the show, and if you do, go to amp.freetalklive.com. And that would be one of your perks. You'll get uh, exclusive access to the AMP-only chat room. You can play with all the cool kids in the uh, chat room. But we really like Stick AM because they have this uh, feature where they f- uh, where they show off certain shows on their uh, on their network. And Free Talk Live has been selected to be one of those shows. Relatively so often. I believe that we are currently up on their front page right now, or at least looking at the number of people watching the show. That's That's what it's telling me. So thank you to uh, the guys over at stickam.com. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening. Uh, those of you on radio stations or on the Internet, we're glad you're out there. Take part in the show, 800-259-9231, especially if you want to comment on this situation in Texas where the government has gone and confiscated 400 people. Uh, they Actually, more than 400 children 
In addition to that, 133 women also left the Yearning for Zion ranch. Now, when you look at this story, you're going to think, because these people are living a very bizarre lifestyle. You're going to think, well, yeah, that serves them right for living differently from me. But they haven't really... I mean, there are no allegations... I think most people say that um, that serves them right for treating kids the way they do. But but the kids, it's like living in the you know like the Truman Show. The kids don't know uh, what they're missing out on, and so it's not like they really have any perspective on this. This is this is their life. Their life is living on this 1,700 acre compound. You know, tilling the soil, planting flowers, going to Bible study classes having sex with old men, you know, whatever it is that they do right. there. You just know that the, the, the little little Esther just knows that when she turns 12 to 14, she's going to be um, having sex with one of the old church elders. Uh, you know, I mean, that's just the way that is. That's and, the, and that's just okay. It's, well, you know, that's life for them. Uh, it's so it's so bizarre and removed from what life is like for me here I, in I the, understand the civilized that. world that I find it just repugnant. I, and I understand. Have a very difficult time, uh, you know, feeling bad for these people. What you have to remember, Mark, is that in order to have liberty, and that's what, that's what we're in search of. We want liberty for our lives. We want the freedom to live our lives how we want, as long as we don't, we're not hurting anybody else. And uh, in order to have that, we have to allow other people, even the weird ones, to have their liberty too. Well, but here's now they're saying some of what you're saying here. I understand what you're saying, Ian. But what you're um, what, what you're proposing, what you propose um, in the big big picture, is an elimination of government entirely. And well, you could also say that I pro- uh, propose to volunteerize government. In that you can still have your government. Just let's have them operate on a voluntary basis. Well, then <laughs> then um, the child protective service wouldn't be very useful because they're not a voluntary organization. They go in and take kids out of bad scenarios mm-hmm. that you know that they so view they ba- claim. bad. Now I'll I'll give you they the child, it's bad. child protective services is a big mess well, and uh, it seems to me that uh, they hurt more people than they help. They just took 400 kids out of their home, Mark. You think that's going to help them? What about the boys that they're kicking out on the streets at 12 and four, 12 you to 14 what, Mark, years old? You know what, Mark? If you care that much, why don't you start up your own? Uh, orphanage for these boys that are kicked out on the streets. In, in fact, I imagine that one of those boys that was kicked out on the streets has grown up at this point and probably cares very much about that particular issue, and he'd probably be one of the people that would that could do something like that. Sure. Okay. So um, I, I can see that uh, basically what you've got there is a compound of uh, religious nuts waiting for Armageddon um, who think that uh, the best way to while, around the, while away the time is by uh, um, humping their little uh, 12-year-old <laughs> girls there. Fine. Uh, I, I can see what you're talking about. With uh, you know, setting up an orphanage that that makes perfectly good sense. Uh, 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 what what do they call those mutual aid society where the boys can help each other and sure. um, you know, essentially setting up another uh, you know family. They, these kids would all know each other. They'd have grown up with each other. They yeah. know them. But what if? What if, Ian, just perhaps, and you've seen pictures of this compound, and I'm not going to dispute that this is a compound. It looks like <laughs> it's going to stop bullets, all right? This place is bit massive and walled. A lot of good it did them, though, huh? Sure. You, know, you, can't, you can't fight the authorities in this um, particular arena. But what if they're actually forcing the girls to do whatever it is they're doing? Like, maybe, what if they hang on to them? You're not forcing leaving Forcing versus here. brainwash. You're talking right. about their forcing. Force. I'm talking about. And that's that's objection. Lock them in rooms if they decide they're going to. If they think they're going to leave, um, grab them. Well, then what? 
how do you get them out? You'll have to rescue them. In a world where there is no government. You'll, you'll have to rescue them if you care that much. But you don't have uh, an organization has monopoly privilege on force at that point, so likely hasn't invested in what it's going to take to get these people out. There were probably tanks, uh, people with uh, uh, submachine guns. I mean, this was not, they just walked in and, and freed these There was kids. a standoff at one point over the weekend. I bet there was. Well, you know, Mark, again, that would be up to you to decide. If and in the free market world, if you care so where, much, then a, you should take care of it. I understand what you're saying. In a world where they don't, uh, where, where where this stuff isn't outlawed, it's going to happen more often. This stranger than fiction, this bizarre crap that's going on here. You think this is the here. only sect? You think this is the only I don't, sect? The, of the, that the people like church? this all over Utah and Arizona. But there would be more people that would say, hey, you know what? Here's a good way to do it. We'll just uh, get our families together, and we don't even have to have the Armageddon thing. We'll just get our families together, and then we'll trade off our daughters for other young girls. This, you think people are just hanging out out there waiting for these laws to go away so they can do that? I think oh, that, come on. I, th- I don't think they're hanging out and waiting. I don't think they think about it very much. But if the laws aren't there to stop them, I wonder what would happen. The, the laws aren't stopping these people. The, the only reason... No, they aren't stopping I heard, those people. I, I heard one of the interviews of uh, one of the bureaucrats on the, uh, on the radio. I think it was the, the news during one of the breaks. And they were talking about how, you know, th- there was... Uh, up until this call came in, this, these abuse allegations... There were, there were no allegations. There were no allegations... Sure, they any, need the allegations to be able to go in. Right, so so there's no law against living on a compound nope. uh, with these people in seclusion. And if you're in seclusion, then there's no way to really know what's going on on the inside. There's really no way to be a part of it unless you can somehow infiltrate the organization. Right. And that would be incredibly difficult. You, if you just show up one day wanting to join the sect, that's going to be awfully suspicious to them. Well, I can, I can, <laughs> I can tell you that it, it wouldn't, it doesn't bother me on a day to day basis, and I do know about this sect. Yeah. Um, you know that largely I don't care what these people are doing, but God, there's they seem so so alien, so sick. Well. You know, it's just different. That's all. They live a different <laughs> lifestyle. No, my friend, it's not just different. They may think that your uh, lifestyle is sick. In I'm fact, sure that they think I'm going true. to hell. So, so, th- so, just imagine in the, you know, imagine the reverse world. Imagine a world where you're living in a sect, Mark, of people that actually have decided to have a little bit of freedom in their lives as far as who they associate with. They don't get married off to people like you live the life you live. But we're the sects. We're the cults. And the people like that are the majority. Now, if they let you live in your sect, that would be great. But if they decided to enforce their way upon you to say, you weird people, you should be having sex only with family members and only with, you know, certain other people outside of your, uh, you know, your family. And how dare you not uh, adhere to our strictures for life? We're going to put you in a jail cell and take your kids from you. We're going to take little Jackson away from your home because you're going to let him. We know you're going to let him grow up and have sex with whatever girl he decides to have sex with. He should be having sex with your grandfather. You know, I mean, what if they were in the majority? I don't then think we'd be actually, the weirdos. I don't, I, I don't think that they're incestuous weirdos. They, they, well, they seem to trade their children. I now, think there was an allegation of incest later in this article. I don't have it in front. I don't have that. Part, Let's part assume that they're um, not quite that sick. <laughs> <laughs> but a war- what if you're the weirdo, Mark? I, See, I, it's just a matter of perspective. Look, That's man, I, I I suspect that there's force going on here. 
because well, it's, you can seems have all like this. It. You can suspect all you want. And my then friend. how do I how do I uh, satiate this s- suspicion of mine? Go get something else to do with your time. There's a lot of other things you should focus on the, beyond what other people are choosing to do with their lives. And if you really care that much, then focus on that and go in guns a blazing and save these kids from their peaceful lives in Texas. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You chime in. Take control of the airwaves. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As we uh, launch into this uh, new hour, we were in the middle of a topic, and the issue has been all over the news during the weekend. In fact, there was one point at which there was a standoff. Uh, It looked as though there might be another Waco brewing. It happened in Texas. Uh, We're talking about the polygamists, who, they live a very strange lifestyle. There's certainly no doubt about that. But there are a lot of people in America that live strange, bizarro lifestyles. I mean, there are people that are interested in, oh, I don't know, violent sex, uh, as one example, people that are interested in some very bizarre sexual things that most normal people would not find attractive or find interesting and probably find it pretty icky. Uh, but people that are into icky things, normally we leave them be. And it wouldn't make much sense to take people that are into yucky things and put them in jail cells and then force everybody to, to pay for that. And it also wouldn't make sense if you're dealing with consenting people and that really is the ultimate question here, is is there consent involved? If you're dealing with consenting people, then you don't actually have a victim. These people are the Texas people, the Texas government people. They say that under Texas law, girls younger than 16 cannot marry, even with parental approval. So what you have here is a situation where these sect members, these polygamists, the uh, J- Jesus Christ of La- uh, fundamentalist church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they live together on this uh, ex- you know, secluded compound, 1,700 acres in Texas. And there are other sects like this around the country, especially in Utah and Arizona. And they live in complete seclusion. The, you know, the kids are born there. They're raised there. They're educated. They, they're, don't, they don't have television. They don't hear right. about the world in the same way. They're educated. And, they, and that's because these people, you know, they have very strong religious beliefs to where they don't want the rest of the world uh, infecting or poisoning their kids. The Amish are similar. They also exclude their... I don't think the Amish, you know, are as incestuous as these people are. There's a lot more Amish, yeah. Uh, but it's a similar kind of seclusion and, aspect. And the Amish get to choose who their husbands and wives are going to be. That's a good thing. But still, it's just degrees. Difference is degrees there, right? They're still very uh, exclusive and or, or secluded. And so these people are secluded. They're raised to believe this is what life is about. They're raised to believe certain things that we simply believe differently. Now, some would say that it's abuse for someone to raise their kids in this way. To raise their kids knowing that at age 12 they're going to be assigned to some 50-year-old man that happens to live at the facility, and they'll be his wife. Bizarre, indeed, but for them it's normal. Well, that's what they do with the girls, and, um, you know, I mean, and, and that's reprehensible enough, but 
the boys, they get kicked out of the house and they have mm-hmm. no place to go at 12, 14. Right. Well, that's where, you know, certainly private charity could uh, could step in. Let me give you a little more a little more information about this story. And, we'll, of course, would love to have your comments on this. The church members were being held. They, again, took over 400 kids out of this particular, uh, mostly girls. Uh, but they took over 400 young people out of this compound and also 133 women uh, also left at that time. The church members being held in a fort, a 150-year-old fort built to protect frontier settlements, uh, they're being interviewed about a 16-year-old girl and whether, in fact, the teenager was among them, because that's what started all this. They got a phone call from a young lady who claimed that she was being abused and that girls were being forced into marriages with much older men. Troopers arrested... Now, now I, can, I can understand that... Uh, I mean, obviously, this comes down to a question of who's being forced into what. Mm-hmm. And I, I can totally understand that uh, you know somebody might use the term force when force isn't the right term. Like ultimatums are given, things like that. Like brainwashing it, also, I'm sure, is a big factor here. Sure, brainwashing. Uh, they're, they're raised in this culture, um, and, and that's understandable. But if you're given the, um, like, for instance, in a marriage, uh, a husband might say, well, my wife made me go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. No. She didn't. She didn't. She, you chose to because you wanted to get some. Or, or, you know, not be treated poorly or get food or whatever yeah. it is that, um, you know, and that's just, that's a very everyday sort of, um, you know, use of how people use force. Yeah. In most circumstances, you're not forced. The only way you're forced is when someone lays their hands on you. That's correct. You know, forcibly there could be restrain threat of force. you. There could be threat of force. There can be threat of force in which they threaten to lay their hands on mm-hmm. you. However, if, if the uh, implied threat is you will have to leave your family and friends and everything that you hold dear Not because we own this place right. and uh, you know, otherwise you're going, to be nar- you're going to be marrying Jebediah until the Armageddon comes, which it's only around the corner so you better, <laughs> you better be good. Um, and, and we're making a list and checking it twice, you know, and all that nonsense that they, they believe. Yeah. But it comes down to force, and if they force somebody to do something here, I don't feel bad about the cops going in and everything, but then, you know, they, they do seem to be laying waste to these people's uh, lives. Um, the well, they certainly that, forced 400 children from their homes. And, and how would they know that those 400 children were forced to do anything? They don't know anything. Right. All they know is someone called them. A 16-year-old girl called them and alleged... All they she, claim is... Th- right, that that's 16- what they claim. You're right. Uh, the 16-year-old girl called them and alleged she was being abused, and they haven't found the girl yet. DPS troopers arrested one man on a charge of interfering with the duties of a public servant during the search warrant, uh, but it was not one of the, uh, I guess, cult leaders. For the most part, residents at the ranch have been cooperative. However, because some of the diplomatic efforts in regards to the re- because of some of the diplomatic efforts in regards to the residents, the process of serving the search warrants is taking longer than usual. Who said one bureaucrat who re- declined to elaborate? The annex is extremely large and the temple is massive. Barlow's- sure is. Uh, one of the men's probation officers told the Salt Lake Tribune he was in Arizona. He was sentenced to, a, to jail last year after pleading no contest to conspiracy to commit sexual conduct with a minor. He was ordered to register as a sex offender for three years while he was on probation. Now, remember, that charge right there, conspiracy to commit sexual conduct with a minor. First of all, conspiracy means he didn't actually do it. He was thinking about doing it or planning on Talk doing it. Talk to somebody else about doing it. Secondly, sexual conduct... I believe, conduct, actually, he, he arranged to have his daughter married off was the uh, circumstance there. Sexual conduct with a minor also does not involve force. That involves consent. Now, 
yes, the kids are brainwashed into this, but that's their life. Yeah, and I guess it comes down to, and, it, and this is difficult for me to accept, I've got to say. It's very difficult for me to accept, but... It's it's a it's an issue of culture, um, and correct, and that's what I find repugnant about it. But it's also an issue of lines on in dirt. It's about countries, for instance, in uh, you know, there's cultures all over the world where young women get married, sure, um, at young ages, and 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 you know, they could very well, I don't know, get married to men older than them. Um, I, I, you know, that's that's an issue of culture. Um, in Papua New Guinea, these kid, you know, they, those young ladies aren't lady, you know, those girls aren't girls at um, twelve, fourteen, whenever puberty hits for those people, uh, you know, and it's different for every girl. They're women, and they get married, and they, you know, have kids, and it's all consensual, but. You know, a lot of the things I do um, are consensual, but I was brainwashed into them. The foods that I eat, I was brainwashed into eating those foods. There's other people that find the foods I eat disgusting. Yeah. So it's it's an issue of culture, and I fe- kind of feel like um, the they, those people shouldn't have that culture inside this country here. Do you understand? Because it's your feeling. It doesn't bother me that they're doing it in Papua New Guinea. It bothers me that they're doing it in Texas. And that's your problem. I mean, that's your issue, Mark. The fact is, they're doing it on their property. And I guess they have their own lines drawn, and it's a 1,700-acre property in Texas. Right. And so, essentially, what one has to do is think of that uh, as a, as its own little little enclave, there, its own little nation. Right. But if what if if they are forcing these girls, and it doesn't seem unlikely to me, at least at the very least, that some of them were forced. You know, I wonder what you do about it. You would have to find out about it, number one. And they'd have to, they'd have to complain about it, because and, it's not force if they're not really complaining. At and least. you'd have to figure out some way to rescue them, some sort of underground railroad or something like that. But they're too, so isolated that they, it, it's, it's difficult. Like you said, they don't have, um, you, you, know, you don't have spies in there to know whether people are being forced. And, right. And, and also, you, know, you, you can tell yourself a story about how much better their lives would be if you could just get them out of there, because... You are seeing it from your perspective, mm-hmm. and you're not seeing it from their perspective. For all you know, these people may be very, very happy in their lives. They may have bliss. They may be doing exactly what it was they believe that they're supposed to be doing. And if you go in there, like these government people have done, and remove 400 kids from their families and pat yourself on the back saying, <laughs> look what we've done. We're helping these kids. You just uprooted their lives you just destroyed everything that they previously had how can that necessarily be a good thing it's all about the perspective you're viewing it from more coming up it's free talk live this is free talk live it is your show and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231 sickle cai toll-free line it's ian here with and Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and the features include the updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show, just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. It's free, of course. That's updates.freetalklive.com. We will go to your phone calls here in a moment talking about this uh, situation in Texas where 400 kids have been forcibly removed from their home, uh, which was a, a compound built by the Texas polygamists, the, uh, the Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the fundamentalist sect of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, they've been living on this 1,700-acre compound for a long time. Uh, and, in fact, apparently they paid $700,000 for the El Dorado property, a former exotic animal ranch, began 
building the compound as authorities in Utah began increasingly scrutinizing the group. The compound sits down a narrow paved road behind a hill. It makes you wonder how they have money. If everybody stays in the compound... How do they have money? Yeah, how do they create uh, wealth for themselves? It's a good question. Growing food? I don't know. Not, don't much, is, not much is known about these guys. Uh, and, 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 and Certainly not by me. And how they do things. Uh, apparently the... Nearby town is, uh, well, whatever. Anyway, so the, one of the, the leader is currently in jail, and he's awaiting trial for four counts of incest. You said you didn't think that went on. They're claiming it does. And sexual conduct with a minor stemming from two arranged marriages. I think incest can girls. be a cousin, a first cousin, you know. Really? I believe so, yeah. But if it's a second cousin, then it's not? That's Where's correct. the Okay. In November, he was sentenced to two consecutive sentences of five years to life in prison for being an accomplice to the rape of a 14-year-old girl who wed her cousin in an arranged marriage in 2001. And so the investigation prompted by the girl's call last week was the first in Texas involving the sect. So right now they're waiting, or they're waiting through, actually, these 400 people that they've confiscated, 400 children, to see if one of them is this girl who made the phone call with the allegation of abuse. What what happens if she's not there? What happens if they can't find this girl? Well, do um, the 400 kids go back? They're fools to uh to not to to say that they can't find this girl, you know. I mean, that's that that's so odd they should say, "Yes, it was this one here." Uh but because presumably not all 400 would want to go back and they'd find one that wanted to stay and just have her make up the story. Right. As, assuming that, uh, as odd as it would seem, assuming that there was no force going on, no no, no girls were being forced against their will to uh, marry old men that they were related to, waiting for Armageddon in the middle of the desert in Texas, um, uh, then I guess there's no problem, Ugh. as disgusting as it is. But, um, you know, I, I, I just... I find it odd that the authorities are going to, um, you know, allow that sort of that that huge PR blunder to occur. Well, we know that they blunder they're, quite a they're bit. They're going to lie if they, um, if, if that was the case. Let's and go to, I don't know whether it is or not. Let's go to your phone calls. I want to hear you chime in on this. Do you think that this is fine? That they, you know, the government people have just. Uh, stepped into the middle of these people's lives and pulled their kids away from them. Uh, do you? Uh, what if it was reversed? Uh, what if these people were in the majority and you trying to live in your different way where you would want to go and have sex with the people you want to have sex with and have those sorts of freedoms in your life? What if they decided to raid your home? Would that be uh, would change? Would that change the way you feel about this? Let's go to your phone calls and talk to Dave in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Dave, Montana. Jeremy, uh, it's Jeremy. Jeremy in Montana. Okay, we'll take you. What's on your mind? Oh, um, well, you know, um. This religion, from the very beginning, is they've never had many ethics to begin with, and I think this is an ethical thing and not necessarily a government thing or a law thing. Well, I mean, does being unethical from your perspective, uh, d- does that uh, legitimize going it, in it, and ruining uh, their I'll lives? I'll back it up uh, a little bit. I mean, back in the beginning with Brigham Young, I can tell you one of the ways you all asked a minute ago, where do they get a lot of their money? I don't know where they get it now, but uh, I know that uh, back then when they all first started showing up in Utah, the, there's some uh, small farmers there that were getting along great with the Indians and whatnot and trading and doing good. And Of course, uh, Brigham Young just hired these little uh, bandit armies to go in there and wipe the little farmers out. And he also uh, had a lot of other outlaws that worked for him. Uh, robbing U.S. Uh, gold trains, you know, like huh. the Army 
payroll wagons and things like that. It would be kind of ironic if these supposed holy men were actually out there doing, uh, you know, drug dealing or something like that in order to support their lifestyle. Thanks for the call tonight, Jeremy. Let's talk to Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Dave in Montana? Get Montana out of the way real quick here. (laughs) Hey, hey, I think uh, a big tell is that 133 women left. Yeah. 133 women that were being treated good wouldn't leave. These women left. And left unless there's 900 other women back there that didn't want to leave. There seemed like a I, lot of damn people there. I don't know. Because, because uh, women, like, you know, they'd be getting, if they're getting treated good, they're not going to leave. That's well, what you I would up think. With but a lot it, of stuff. It, it was one word that was used in this uh, in this scenario by the uh, the the author of this uh, the you know the author of the article. Mm-hmm. So I don't I, I'm not a I'm not a hundred percent convinced. Yeah, you any... weren't there when the when the when they took them out. Maybe right. these ladies were like, yeah, all right. Yeah, they, if, if they were doing cartwheels out of there, they I, were I, screaming and crying. Well, now hold on a second. The Let me read this again, Dave. Let me read this sentence again because I think there's a different way you could interpret it. It says that uh, they're Hair were pinned up in braids. 133 women left the center, the ranch, the for their, they on their own. Hold on, along with their, of their own volition, along with the children. So think about it from this perspective: these are the mothers of these children, and the government right. people are coming in, taking their children from them. Are they going to stay on the ranch, or are they going to go to make sure their children are okay? I would say that there's probably a chance that these women were not doing cartwheels, but were indeed just trying to, to keep an eye on their kids while they were well, in the custody of these feds. Witness, I would like Texas to people. witness that. I would like to talk yeah. to a witness that yeah. observed that. We can't assume that. Well, you, you know can't assume saying? either way. You're making a lot of assumptions on, on what went down. No, right? I'm not making any assumptions. I'm just saying you, you can... Read it both if, ways. If you have a mother or a sister or an aunt, I think you have an obligation to, as a man to answer the plea of a woman. What do you mean? A 16-year-old girl. I feel the obligation, but I don't think I actually have the obligation. Well, I think if you're an upstanding man raised by a good mother, mm-hmm. I think your mother would want you to have that obligation to I think so, too. I, I think that a, every once woman. in a while it'll get you in trouble, though. And, uh, and that's like chivalry, I guess, or, or honor or, you know, part of something that we're losing, I think. And... And and I'm I'm kind of on the other other side too because you know in the Bible they you know Solomon had 900 wives or something you know if they're being treated well having a good life I don't think you know if you could handle living with 12 women I don't know how anybody could do that I guess I am looking at this story <laughs> here Dave saying, and... I would like to talk to some of these women and we can't we we can't really you know, or this 16-year-old girl, you know, and like all yeah. of a sudden she don't show up. I agree you know? with you. There's a lot of information that is lacking from this story, and it's probably because the government, you know... And, and that's the thing that the government does to us, man. They want us going whack to go after somebody, you know. They don't want people living together and taking care of one another. And that so seems to be what these people are doing, because they thank you for the call. Uh, it seems to me that these people are just living on this uh, large plot of land. Whatever, there, whatever, were no, there were no we guard towers a, or anything like that. More on the way, you can people. take control. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com.
800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, by the way, the features there include live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both free for you, freetalklive.com. How much do you spend on coffee? I know a lot of people spend a lot of money on coffee. Yeah, it's, uh, you could, if you go to Starbucks, it's two bucks for a regular size. Justplainjoe.com. Whatever, whatever foreign language they call that regular size. Right, right. Justplainjoe.com offers over 60 different flavors roasted to order from gourmet Arab, Arabica? Arabica. Arabica coffee beans. I can tell, I can tell you don't uh, drink coffee much. <laughs> In whole bean or ground at just seven ninety nine a 12-ounce package, and it's roasted fresh to order. JustPlainJoe.com. Most orders delivered within three business days via UPS. Buy five packages and save on shipping. That's JustPlainJoe.com. Yeah, apparently they, uh, they, they save a good deal of money um, by, uh, you know, um, Doing the twelve ounce packages rather than uh you know once it goes over a pound it's a you know with the packaging all that so what is what does it difference. mean I mean as the coffee guy what does it mean when it says roasted fresh to order well if if you like fresh coffee and once you've had fresh coffee it's usually hard to uh you know go back if you like fresh coffee then you can sort of tell when coffee's older you know I don't I I don't have the best nose for it but I can tell you that I I, I like fresh roast coffee so so you get the they they get the beans and then they roast them and then it goes to the the end user so if if uh if you're buying like a a, a canned version of coffee at the grocery store that might have been roasted 6 months ago or something like Could that Could very easily have been um and you know that you can tell you can just tell the with the uh, the level of um you know how good the beans are right. how recently they've been roasted those are those are big issues and uh this is I, I got some of it. Um, they they sent me some just so I could try it and and say what I thought, and it's as good as any fresh roasted coffee I've ever had from any place. So I've, I I always any town I go to I find the little single owner um, place that has the roaster in mm-hmm. in the uh, location. I like fresh roasted coffee and I I'm willing to pay for it. And I generally do pay about two dollars a cup for it, or I'll go and I'll buy it for thirteen or fourteen dollars a pound from that. Place. Shop, yes, I see. Because then I know it's been roasted. I can it, I can smell that it's been roasted mm-hmm. recently, and I'll ask them, um, you know, which ones have been roasted most recently, that kind of thing. So then you really save some money then. I mean, it's seven ninety nine for twelve ounces mm-hmm. versus fourteen bucks for a pound. I mean, that's and pretty you save uh, you, you even save more once you get five pounds because it it it's huge yeah. on shipping. And you know, coffee people, I mean, why not? Yeah, you're, you're, you're going to go eat through it. it. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, you're going to consume it. <laughs> so, yeah, JustPlainJoe.com, new advertiser. Always cool to bring uh, new ones on board here. Mm-hmm. 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone call. Scott in Winnipeg, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello? Hi, guys. Hey, Scott, what's on your mind? Well, I'm calling about the uh, polygamy story and, and the raid. Yes. Um, I, I've mentioned on the show before that I was a Mormon for about 12 years uh, as a faithful, active Mormon, and though not the same as, as these people, this is a different sect. Yes. But... Um, Earlier caller was wondering about the women going with the kids, and I'll tell you this much: like when polygamy is very family-centered. If if your kids are being taken away, those women are going to go with their kids. That's what I thought. Yeah. When I read the article, that's the sense I got. Is if that you're at least if you're a good mother, I mean, you don't even have to be a polygamist. If you're a good mom and you're, you know, someone comes to take your kids away from you, you're gonna want to go to well, wherever they're taking when them. When I when I heard that line in the article, the first thing I thought was what Dave said. Um, you know, I agreed. I, you was that they were running out? It, was was it they were saying, "Whoa, we're free!" But there are no guard towers. On I, this I replayed it in my my mind and. 
I, I realized that it it could have just been sort of an offhand way of uh, saying it. So right. I'd like to know more, and just like they would. I'd like to su- suggest here that if this was as as a compound in that they were keeping people in, then there would be more, I think, talk in the news media about, well, there were these gun turrets around and barbed wire all around the property in order to, you know, keep these women and children prisoner. But it doesn't seem like that's the case at all. There may be a prison in their mind, a la The Matrix, right, in that they were raised in this society. They come to believe that this is the place where they're supposed to be, that they shouldn't leave. There, there, may, there might be that sort of mental conditioning going on. But there was never, from what I can tell from the, the news stories and the pictures that are, that are available, there's no, you know, there's no guy standing around with uh, armored, uh, you know, armored vehicles uh, you know, just waiting for someone to make a break for it. Uh, these people could have left had they wanted to. At least that's the impression I get. How do you feel about it, Scott? It's it's akin to, say, an Amish person. They're not forced to stay there. They can leave, but they leave behind their family and their old ways. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. There there are support groups for people that leave polygamous sex like this. I believe there are, sure. Yeah, yeah that there definitely sense. are. So people do leave. And I think the government should leave these people alone, let them live their lives. If there's actual abuse going on, then that's something to investigate. But why take away all the kids, a whole community? What, like how? I can't fathom. If if someone in my neighborhood is abusing their kid, do the police come in and take away everybody's kids? T- yeah, take every no kid sense. in the entire neighborhood. Sure, that's ludicrous. Yeah, no sense. Yeah, I think it's outrageous what they've done to these people. I think it's tragic. We may not agree with how they've chosen to live their lives, but damn it, they should be free to live their lives in whatever bizarre way they want to. I agree. Well, apparently 80% of them have the same great-grandfather, so (laughs) them them living their lives any way they wish is probably going to take care of itself in a couple of generations. They have their own genetic disorder called polygamous downs. Uh, Really? Yeah. And and, uh, apparently there are some form of guard tower there. Really? Now, they may not be you know i don't i don't know you'd think it mentioned they're pointing in as opposed to out i i would suspect i don't get the impression that people are being i don't know there's got to be more women too many of them in there for too long if they want to leave uh, enough of them wanted to leave they could just leave right there are 400 children and 131 women that left so it's mostly women and children And they have trucks they have um they have equipment i saw a front end loader there i mean there's some some they're getting to town some way or another and uh, from what I understand, they have a long uh, history of taking over local governments and embezzling money out of those local really? governments and all kinds of... I mean, these people are sick and weird. Yeah, but, weird stuff. Um, you know, I think they, if you really wanted to leave, you could uh, confiscate a few vehicles and, and, uh, and get out. Yeah. It's my, I believe uh, those guard towers are to protect their own land because they're wary right. of outsiders because of crap sure. like this. Sure, you know? sure, yep. sure. Exactly right. Scott, any other thoughts tonight? That's it. Thanks for the call. We appreciate the expertise. 800-259-9231. In fact, I have another story here we'll get to maybe if we get a chance. It's related uh, to some more people living in bizarro lifestyle that are being, well, they should be left alone too. Let's continue, though, with uh, Jason. You can bring up anything in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jason. Jason, going once. Jason's gone. All right, 800-259-9231 in that case. In a related story from ABC News, Canberra, Australia, an Australian man and his adult daughter have gone public about their relationship. Oh, dear God. After having a baby together, as new revelations emerged on Monday that a previous child of the couple died a few days after birth, John Deves, 61, and his daughter Jenny, who's 39, have a nine-month-old... 61 and 39. Yep, they have a nine-month-old... This isn't new. (laughs) 
Nope. They have a nine-month-old daughter, but have been banned from having sex after a court convicted the pair on two counts of incest, placing them both on a three-year good behavior bond. South Australia police spokes bureaucrat said the couple are being monitored by the relevant authorities. Don't you touch each other. Don't you have any sex with one another because you're not free to make choices we don't agree with in Australia. The same thing would happen here in America. I mean, incest is is outlawed by the uh, the government people, and it's icky, and it's weird, and it results in birth defects. I mean, as they say here, uh, their previous child died a couple days after birth, so it's just a dumb thing to do, uh, but... People should be free to live life in whatever bizarro fashion they want to. Were they actually hurting themselves by doing this? They're, no, well, they're, they're creating adults. A, they're creating a child who's going to be, uh, you know, have some uh, some problems. Not to mention being his own uncle. I understand that, Mark. But again, they should be free to make those choices for themselves. Uh, the incest case sparked national media attention when the couple went on the nine television network 60 Minutes program to publicly explain their relationship, which began when the two were reunited about eight years ago. Uh, so actually, apparently, it was not going on for all of life. Maybe a little bit more about this story, and we'll take your They're calls. They're really in love. Well. People want to talk polygamy. They're on the line. We'll get to your calls here in moments, 800-259-9231. Even in these remaining moments of the show, just enough time for your call. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airways. Beautiful free number. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. You know you got to buy stuff to live, so go and buy it at amazon.freetalklive.com. They've got everything from electronics to books to, to groceries. You can buy bulk groceries if you're living in a religious sect. Stock up your compound yeah. now at amazon.freetalklive.com. <laughs> you'll, you'll never have to leave the compound. Amazon will come. They'll deliver it right to your front door. Tasty drinks in a box for the guy up in the gun tower. <laughs> Free super saver shipping <laughs> on orders over $25 on uh, most items in Amazon. So, hey, man. Canned food. Get ready for the apocalypse. Damn right. Uh, head on over there. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Seriously, though, we'll get a percentage if you shop there. And there are 41 categories to shop in. Even on used items, we get a cut on that. So uh, go to Amazon.freetalklive.com. Uh, let's uh, continue real quickly here. This sort of strange story where, and normally this doesn't happen, when an incest case goes down, they the people just get arrested and there's a news article about it and they disappear. But in this case, John and Jenny Deves, John who's 61, his daughter Jenny, 39, they've now they now have a 9-month-old daughter together. Their prior child died a few days after birth. They're actually they've come out on the Australian TV show 60 Minutes to publicly explain their relationship. So they're actually taking a public stance about this saying well, let me let them explain. John Deves left the family home when Jenny Deves was one year old and did not see his daughter for 30 years. She had married and had two children by the time she met up with her father again. But within weeks of reuniting, the couple started a sexual relationship. Okay, it, so she was 31 when she first really met her correct. father. Correct. And then two weeks later, they had sex. In a case psychologists label as genetic sexual attraction, they say, this is what Jenny says, she says, we're normal intellectual adults who have had careers, had a normal life like everybody else, but fallen in love with each other when we are uh, biologically related, when we've discovered each other later in life. 
While their daughter and Jenny Deeb's two children by her former marriage are healthy, uh, on Monday they said court documents apparently showed the couple had another child that died of congenital heart problems. Judge Stephen Milstead said he took account of the high risk of congenital defects for children born from incestuous relationships and the psychological harm to the children when he sentenced the couple. And again, they've been banned from having sex uh, after a conviction of uh, two counts of incest. So they're still allowed to be together, but they're just not allowed to have sex with one another. How's the state going to go about enforcing that one? Uh, Camera in the bedroom? Uh, Monitoring? Um, 24-7? I mean, how are they going to enforce that one? I don't know. It, you know. And should these people be punished for having sex with one another? Tonight is the night of the freakazoids. Uh, you know, we've just read so many articles about such... Only two articles. Nuts. <laughs> uh, it, it, the, Most uh, people aren't this way. The, it's re- just the recalcitrant guy in uh, South Carolina not wanting to pay his property tax wasn't isn't, oh, okay. isn't exactly the norm either. But um, however, I, I must say that I agree with him far more than I do with the uh, the, the people that are you know living in a religious sect out in the Should desert. Should these people be left alone, Mark? The the uh, mother or the uh, the wife the wife <laughs> the father and daughter adults having choosing to have sex with one another. Should and, they and, be left alone? And the alone? daughter that is her own aunt. Um, the, <laughs> yeah, they should leave them alone. Yeah, please, just leave these people alone. Stop taking taxpayer dollars and using it to ruin people's lives that are living in a, in a way that might be different from how you choose. Liberty's all about allowing people to make choices that you might not agree with. Allow people to live their lives how they want to live them. Right, I love how the court bans them from having sex. Weren't they banned from having <laughs> sex in the first place? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love the quotes from the, uh, the girl here. Um... <clears throat> I was just sort of looking at him, um, sort of going... Is this a different oh, story? He's not too bad. Yeah, I've got this oh, one okay. from... Uh, uh, from oh, it's the the Orlando... Is this the Orlando Sentinel? No, actually, it's a it's a different one. I've okay. just got some quotes from it. I've already shut down yeah. that page. Excuse me. Because Julia wanted to know who made the moves first. Apparently, uh, she was certainly attracted to him. Uh, I was looking at him sort of going, he's not too bad. <laughs> I wish I could do a uh, kind of a trashy uh, Australian accent, um, you know, for this gal, but no. And... and if you haven't seen the pictures, well, they look relatively ordinary. I mean, these people aren't you know, big, big forehead knuckle draggers. Mm-hmm. They looked ordinary. Um, and then she says, "It's like you might look at a man across the bar at a nightclub." <laughs> eh? <laughs> I don't know. Let's go to your phone calls and talk to Sunny in Maryland. Sunny, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sunny, oh. Maryland. Hello, can you hear me? You're on the air. What's on your mind? Yeah, the word compound that, that uh, the um, people are using for this uh, ranch mm-hmm. in yeah. Texas, it was the same word that we use for uh, Ruby Ridge and uh, Waco. Well, don't and you it, think Waco kind of looked like a compound with walls no, and stuff? No, it didn't. Define a compound. They didn't call it a compound. They called it their church or their home. Would you define and a compound that, for me? Compound to me would be some place that's armed and secure, kind of like a prison. Uh, if you see, if then, then what you need to do is you need to go look at pictures of this place because I've been in prison and I looked at this and I said, oh my god, it has perimeter um, walls made of stone. Every building is made of cut stone. Um, it, it looks like a compound. I'm I'm ready to use the word compound for these freaks. What what, what do you think the people called it? The I, I'm sure they called it whatever the home. Church? Yeah, home. Yeah. Home. Or church. And I, you but know, I asked you right now to reported. define what a compound was, and you listed off what this place looks like. You I'm need sorry, to go look I'm at a picture of it. Pictures. 
I've only heard, sure. heard your explanation. I absolutely agree news. that they overuse the term compound. However, I think in this circumstance, um, you know, we should let the media get by with it in this circumstance because it's so close to what most people what would call a compound. What if it goes to a jury trial and the jurors have been brainwashed with this word compound? Uh, you know, uh, in yeah, advance. What's wrong with having a compound? I mean, there's, Wait, there's nothing wrong with having a compound. But that's what they su- that's sort of the suggestion. The suggestion, in the story. sure, sure. Sure, and it, it's a brainwash, and it's a news speak. Yeah, I, and it's using our terminology to to give us preconceived notions. I, I'm with you on that. You're right about that. I, I, I do agree. I don't think Ed Brown had a compound at his house. I was there. It looked like a home. Um, right. You know, and and so I, I agree that they do overuse it. However, this this instance here in El Dorado, Texas, is the reason that they use the term in the first place. <laughs> it looks well, it, like a compound. It, it may be a compound to all intents and purposes, mm-hmm. but it was the people's homes. It's Agreed. Where they live. And they should have been left alone. Sonny, thanks for the call tonight. Right. Let's continue with Ed and Rick on the line in Indianapolis. Hello. Ed and Rick? Well, maybe it's a couple calling in. Hello. Oh. Hi. Um yeah, I've been a listener of your show for a while. It's my first time calling in. I got my friend Rick on the line. Okay. Um, he's being harassed by some bureaucrats, and mm. uh, it's been going on for um, a while. And what about? He's had to go. To, well, uh, Rick, you want to tell about it? Sure. It's a zoning issue. Mm. The inspector was next door, the city inspector for Indianapolis. Lucky uh, you. Looking at a junk car in a driveway. And um, I've had this uh, garden shed mini barn under construction with some um, construction materials in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And everything was going fine as far as that. And um, Until he, he showed saw up. the white guy out there in the yard. And um, then he started writing me citations for everything he could figure out from my electric Fido shock system on my fence and the construction materials. And I've been trying to... Uh, meet their time frames and everything. I mean, this is not a simple garden shed that you buy for 400 bucks and put up in an afternoon. Mm-hmm. Now, why did the guy start doing it? I'm sorry, I missed it. It's going into a year now that they've been just hounding me and trying to meet their time frames. And um, so I just don't have much time. Hmm. And, um, and to top it all off, the inspector said that he talked to a neighbor at the property, a man next door, that he got shocked on my fence. Um, you have an electrified fence? We had one when I was growing up. Wow. It's kind of hard to hear Rick? you because of the uh, the conferencing technology that you use. Best when people call in, uh, you know, on their own. Uh, but but I'm sorry to hear about what you're uh, what you're experiencing. What is it that uh, you're you're up against here? Well, you know, he has to show up in this uh, court on uh, Wednesday afternoon and. You know, we want to get some uh, freedom supporters to fill up the seats and, and show that, uh, that to, do to you the know, judge. Do you know of any freedom supporters in the area? Well, we, we know that uh, WXNT in Indianapolis broadcasts on Saturday here mm-hmm. and also that some people might be listening on the Internet, and so we want to get those people listening to show up. Do you have a way can. for them to get in touch with you to where they could rendezvous? Well, we can just tell you it's uh, 2 p.m. on Wednesday at 902 Virginia Avenue. Right. And um, you know, I know we, there's we, someone we online wanna... uh, right now uh, from Indianapolis, and so that just by coincidence, maybe he'll show up. He's kind of actually into the whole law thing. Uh, and so good luck, and I, I'm sorry to, to hear that you're being harassed by the bureaucrats. I, 
I don't know how many people are going to show because most people are pretty apathetic when it comes to the government, which is one of the reasons why we've chosen to move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, to be around like-minded people. So people will show up when the bureaucrats decide to pick on us. Thank you for the call tonight. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. Back tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. The cynic says, I started losing my hair and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacor and receive boost just for trying Avacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com.